This is the Visit the Zoo podcast, episode number 20. Today we hear about the two-toed sloth, we try to guess three mystery animal sounds, zoo news, and a lot more. And hello and welcome everybody to Visit the Zoo. This is episode number 20. And my name is Frederick Fishman and I am the creator, author, and also your host for today's podcast of over 120 animals, the 12-volume Visit the Zoo series, now available in print book, audiobooks, volume number one of the DVD, and of course this podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today for our episode number 20. We're going to listen to some mystery animal sounds. We're going to listen to zoo news. We're going to listen to an animal description. Today of the Linnaeus two-toed sloth. And if you are just joining us for the first time, you can listen to the other 19 episodes, of course. And you can also go to our websites. We have three websites here at Visit the Zoo. The first one, the main website, is zooanimals.info. That's plural, zooanimals.info. And my main author website is frederickfishman.com. If you want to support us in everything we do here at Visit the Zoo, you can also go to our Patreon site at Patreon, that's spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N, dot com, slash, Visit the Zoo. Okay, let's get started. And we have uh, three stories today on Visit the Zoo News, and they're all different and they're all very interesting. This first story is about the San Antonio Zoo and their preschool expanding. It'll be the largest nature-based program in the country. The San Antonio Zoo is seriously expanding its preschool program, which will soon be the largest nature-based preschool in the country. The zoo's Will Smith Zoo School, one geared toward preschoolers, opened in January, while most preschools focus on the building blocks of education by teaching colors, letters, and numbers. The Will Smith School Zoo curriculum will primarily focus on teaching young ones how to conserve, recycle, and help both animals and the environment. The campus will be in the former Sunshine Cottage School for deaf children on the perimeter of the zoo, which students will be able to visit daily. The space will provide 10 classrooms, an outdoor butterfly house, a garden, where food for both animals and students will be grown, a discovery pond, and a birdhouse where children can walk inside. The renovated building will allow the zoo to increase the program up to 200 students, a major increase from its 50 current capacity. And now we have another story that's coming from the other side of the earth, from San Antonio. This is from Indonesia. This is from the Jakarta GIV News. And out of the 58 registered wild parks in Indonesia, only four wild parks were reportedly categorized as decent. That's not way to put it, but as decent by the Ministry of Environment and Forestry in 2015. Besides the Sea World, which is Mormon Aquarium, here is our list of the four most worth and must-visit zoos in Indonesia. The first is the Taman Safari in Indonesia in West Java. It's located in Bogor, 
West Java. It takes around two hours of driving from Jakarta during normal traffic condition. And unlike the other zoos, the visitors of the TSI do not need to get out of their vehicles to see the animals. So it's one of those drive-through zoos. The zoo was designed with a river, so visitors may have the safari experience as well. The TSI offers a night safari experience, and it is the only zoo in Indonesia that has a giant panda. The second zoo is the Taman Safari Indonesia, also in East Java. Including this one in East Java, it's pretty much like the TSI that I just described, but it's home to more than 3,000 animals, which includes 200 species. The, The zoo has the largest number of zoo animals in Indonesia. And visitors of the TSI-2 would also have the same adventure as the TSI-1 in Bogor. The Wild Park Complex is a small amusement park and water park. Number three is in Gianyar in Bali. And the resort island of Bali is home to a must-visit zoo called the Bali Safari and Marine Park. Like the first two I described, this is also one that you drive through. The zoo not only offers a safari adventure, but also a theater performance by local dancers. That should be interesting. And finally, zoo number four in Batu, East Java. The zoo opened, called it, by the way, the Batu Secret Zoo. The zoo was, well, not until now, now that I mentioned it. The zoo was opened in 2010 and 2014, and it was crowned as the fifth best zoo in Asia by TripAdvisor. This is no surprise, as the zoo is known for its interactive and attractive features, especially for kids. Visitors to the Batu Secret Zoo see in- interesting animals, but they also have attractions like amusement, water park, hotel, restaurants, etc. One could also see a various range of preserved animals and animal skeletons. That is what's going on in the zoo world in Indonesia. Now, for our final story, that this is uh, very interesting. And the title of this story is Dreamscape Immersive's Alien Zoo Takes Guests to an Interstellar Jurassic Park. The Hollywood startup is betting that location-based virtual reality will be the key to mass market adoption. The Westfield Century Mall, which I know well, in Los Angeles is a multi-level marvel. A mashup of shopping mall, resort aesthetics that combines an AMC, Italian marketplace... But across from the courtyard from Amazon Books, tucked next to Tesla Motors, there's a pathway to another world. This is written, by the way, by Brian Bishop, and he's writing this in first person. As I step inside the pop-up location, I notice postcards of the surreal, a giant bat called a worth, a flying stingray beast. I check in for my appointment to step inside a curtain, and before I knew it, I'm in a small spacecraft rocketing away from Earth's atmosphere toward a massive orbiting station that is teeming with intergalactic foliage of fantastical wildlife. Alien Zoo is the debut virtual reality title from Dreamscape Immersive, the L.A.-based startup headed by former Disney Imagineering chief and executive Bruce Vaughn. Dreamscape aims to move visual reality beyond the limited headset experiences that currently flood the consumer market and toward a more hollow-like deck experience, one that combines VR with physical sets props. The Westfield pop-up location launched earlier this year for a three-week run at $20 a ticket has already been extended twice. It's currently sold out through March the 14th. After checking in, groups of up to six visitors are escorted into the back where they are outfitted with a head-mounted display, backpack computer, and small trackers that slip 
over their hands and feet. From there, they enter the virtual world and walk to a small platform that comes a launching pad for the 12-minute experience. So that's what's going on from Los Angeles. And those are our three news articles for today. All right, and now we come to our animal sounds. And these I don't know whether you're going to guess again like the previous one, but, you know, I'm going to give it a try anyhow. All right, here is our first animal sound. Now, you may think that's an insect. It's not. Here's animal mystery animal sound number two. Now you may think, okay, that sounds like a pig. No, it's not. I'll tell you what it is later on in the episode. Yeah, now here's mystery sound, animal sound number three. Three mystery animal sounds for today. Now we come to our segment where we read a full animal description, and it is read again today by uh, Houston actress Shannon Zamora. And in this episode, we're going to learn a little bit about the Linnaeus two-toed sloth. Linnaeus sloth. What you see when you look at the Linnaeus sloth, or two-toed sloth, is pretty much how these animals live their lives. Whether in the zoo or out in the wild, they spend the majority of their lives in the trees and just hang from the trees. From the close-up picture on the claws, you can see that they have developed a pretty good mechanism for doing just that. They can swim, and they are solitary and nocturnal. They live in northern South America in rainforests. Their predators include man, birds of prey, and cats like the ocelot and the jaguar. They are 18 to 34 inches long and weigh from 9 to 19 pounds. They live up to 20 years, and they move very, very slowly during their lifespan. They are not very agile when it comes to moving around on the ground. They are not ambitious animals. They eat plants and seem to live their lives in a constant stupor. So there you go, the Linnaeus two-toed sloth. Now let's go back to our animal sounds and let me see if you can guess what these animals were. Let me play again for you the first animal sound. (laughs) 
Now, when I first heard that, I thought, oh, okay, that's a cricket. Well, it's not. That is the poison dart frog. It's native to tropical Central and South America, and it's diurnal, which means it's active during the day, and it's quiescent at night with little activity. The poison dart frog is brightly colored, but that means it's toxic. It comes in shades of blue and red and green and brilliant colors. They eat basically only ants, termites, and mites, and their name poison dart was derived from the Indians who used to use that toxicity of those frogs to tip their arrows and spears as weapons. They're small, they're less than a half an inch, and they weigh less than an ounce, and their bright color messages to other animals around them, stay away, do not eat me. They're found in tropical rainforests and wet, damp conditions, and their greatest threat loss of habitat. Zoos offering some protection with these frogs from that and also from diseases that seem to plague them. All right, here is our next animal sound. When I first heard that, I thought, okay, that is a pig. It certainly sounds like one, but it's not. This animal is called a topi. They're very social and very swift antelope species creatures, subspecies creatures. They're found in savannas and semi-deserts and the floodplains of sub-Sahara Africa. They prefer grasslands like green vegetation is probably their favorite and their horns are angled back or tilted slightly backwards they have dark coloration and they have a slight hump on their backs just at the base of their neck they have reddish purple patches on their upper legs they usually stay in an area where there's an abundance of food green grass and other vegetation but when there's not they leave and they like to stand on termite mounds to survey their domain they're considered of least concern for survival. So, at least for now, they're fairly safe. And finally, here is our third animal sound. Let me see if you've guessed what this is. Well, if you guessed it's a dog, you're pretty close. This is the dingo. And I guess besides the kangaroo, if there is one animal that is enigmatic of Australia, it is the dingo. It's a feral dog, a wild dog, and it makes its home exclusively in Australia. It is wild, but it does associate at times with humans. Its head is wider and more wedge-shaped, and it's diminishing in numbers in Australia because of its hybridization with the domestic dog. The earliest skeletal discovery is about 3,500 years ago, but scientists believe that they were around some four or 5,000 years ago. They are found throughout the wild areas of Australia. They weigh about 35 pounds for males, and females weigh about 31 pounds. The captive dingoes are a bit heavier, 
probably because they eat more. The males are 23 inches at the shoulders and the females are 22 inches high at the shoulder. Their tails are somewhat flat and their back is carried low and they are considered a native animal species of Australia. So those are our three animal sounds for today. And this is a segment where we sometimes read some quotes and sometimes read a poem. And I had some leftover quotes from the last episode, episode number 19 of Visit the Zoo. So let me read a few more for you today, okay? This is from Barbara T. Gates from Kindred Nature. Animals are like people because people are animals. This is from Jeffrey Masson and Susan McCarthy from When Elephants Weep. Animals are, like us, endangered species on an endangered planet, and we are the ones who are endangering them, it and ourselves. They are innocent sufferers in a hell of our making. This is from Milan Kundera from The Unbearable Lightness of Being. Only animals were not expelled from paradise. And this is a quote now from Mark D. Hauser from his Wild Minds. Most animals are like the unfortunate Gregor Samsa after metamorphosis. They are Kafka creatures, organisms with rich thoughts and emotions, but no system for translating what they think into something that they can express to others. From George Eliot, from her Gil Fee's love story. Animals are such agreeable friends. They ask no questions. They pass no criticisms. This is from Rachel Ray from OK Magazine, published November the 25th, 2013. I think having an animal in your life makes you a better human. And finally, this is from Mahatma Gandhi, and I think I may have read this before many episodes ago, but I really like this, so I'm going to read it again. From Mahatma Gandhi, attributed to his The Welfare of Animals, The Silent Majority. The greatness of a nation and its moral progress can be judged by the way the animals are treated. Unbelievably, this episode has come to an end, and I'm really sorry because I was having fun. So, we'll just have to do it again next time, where we'll take a look at more news, hear more animal mystery sounds, another full description of an animal, and a few surprises as well. So please, I ask you to subscribe, rate, and review, especially on iTunes, or wherever you listen to this podcast, and wherever it's distributed. And it is distributed other places other than iTunes, too. We're on Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, and at our host at visitthezoo.podbean.com. We have three websites that you can visit for more information and see some pictures and a little more information about the animals, too, at zooanimals, at zooanimalsplural.info, zooanimals.info. My author website is Frederick Fisherman, spelled F-I-C-H-M-A-N, dot com. And if you want to support everything that we do here on Visit the Zoo, you can go to my Patreon site. And that's at Patreon, spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash visit the zoo. 
Well, I hope you've enjoyed everything we've done here today, and please join us again for another episode of Visit the Zoo. Take care. Bye-bye.